Hello and welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Paul Hodowanek, staff writer for Fender Bender, and we've got a special episode for you today. Last week, we announced our 2021 Fender Bender Award winner and runners-up, and today on the podcast, we are talking to our winner, Scott Fable of Fable's Collision and Repair. Fable owns a three-store Wisconsin-based company that does heavy-duty repair and bodywork along with the Car Star location. We got into Fable's background a ton in this episode, and this will give you a little taste into who Scott is and what he's done. But make sure, after you listen to this episode, to go online to FenderBender.com to read his full story, plus the story of our runners-up. We also have a blog post out there detailing the reasons why we picked Scott out of all of our nominees. Now, here's our interview with him. Well, Scott, uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, Congratulations again on winning the Fender Bender All-Star Award. We were super impressed with everything that you're doing on your shop, both from a repair side, light duty, heavy duty, you're kind of a one-stop shop. And I know that that was kind of a big priority for you. So could you kind of take us through all that you have in the portfolio right now, um, both on the repair side, the collision side, and kind of everything that you've got you've got going. Sure. Well, thank you very much for uh, getting back to me and talking to me about what I have at my business. I'm very excited about it, and um, I'm very excited about this award that I've received. Um, it's very, very much appreciated. Um, I started out about 30 years ago in the business and I learned a lot from my father who worked at a, and owned an international harvester dealership. And so when I started my business, I was starting off in a heavy duty commercial field. And um, my idea was to make my business diversified so that the customers wouldn't have to shop different services from different vendors where they could stop at my business and create the relationship from a long-term standing basis. And that's what I was really um, trying to accomplish is customers that would stay with me for a long time. And so what we're really excited about is we actually still have customers that have started with us 30 years ago are still coming here today. And a few of those, um, have really seen the progress we've made over the years to make ourselves all inclusive for the truck owner. Um, We have added on to be able to fix trailers, semi-trailers as well. So that's kind of like the addition to the trucks is making it easy for the customer to get the trailer fixed as well at the same place. So uh, one of our first additions was to add on more to our building so we could accommodate 53-foot trailers. And uh, as we developed the clientele base, um, we realized that they would really like uh, us to do more for them because they loved what we did. So we, we got involved in doing body work and painting about 20 years ago. And at the shop, we concentrated mainly in the beginning on commercial work. And then it got to where um, the customers were asking us to do their fleet cars that they were having their salespeople go out and take care of. So we started doing their cars 
And it just started to evolve into an all-inclusive business that uh, we wanted to create for the customer and make sure that he had nowhere else to go. And it made it very good where um, the customers love talking to one person and that can uh, make them feel very comfortable with all types of facets of repair work they need. Um, so about five years ago, we got involved with CarStar. Uh, when we wanted to uh, branch out and diversify even more, um, we bought a shop in Wapaka, which is about 35 miles from us. And we got involved with CarStar and we wanted to make sure that um, the people that had cars could come to us just as well. And CarStar led us off on the right direction to be able to know proper procedures, get us acquainted with the insurance companies on a car level. And all of that really went uh, very well for us and has now uh, been able to make us build this large body shop we did two years ago. We have a 35,000 square foot facility with four paint booths um, in it. And we have the capabilities of doing a repair on commercial and cars from start to finish, doing all the framework, um, the full collision repair, painting, and then providing that vehicle back to the customer looking extremely well. So that was uh, a really important thing for us to grow our business and to allow customers from all areas um, to be able to get one one thing, uh, one stop shop um, was really, really important to us. Yeah. So, and, and, and the body shop, you know, for the light duty vehicles, the regular cars, that isn't just kind of an afterthought for you guys. You have so many certifications when we were talking earlier, Ford, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, like the list keeps going. And then Tesla, obviously you guys just got that one as far as I know. And so take me through a because one of the reasons that you were chosen was one, kind of that diversification and being everywhere and doing everything, but then also kind of staying ahead of the game. And so you're one of the first locations in Wisconsin to have the Tesla certification. What went into the thought process there to grab that? And, and how has that been so far? It's been uh, very good. What we did is um, we felt that our market here that we were in is... Uh, lacking in having more sophistication for the customer aspect because the sophistication in the new cars right now is so critical that we wanted to show customers we were going to repair their cars correctly. So we partnered up with a lot of the OEMs to get certified on many, many of the brands out there. Um, we did that with a very large expense, obviously, but it was what we felt really important for our body shop to lead the way in our market that we're in today, showing the customers that we wanna be able to fix their cars correctly and do it according to the OEM procedures. That's really important. And then um, Tesla with 
kind of being one of the leaders, obviously, on the electrical part of things, um, I felt it's very, very important that we stay up on the new vehicles coming out to the public. So we wanted to be one of the first ones in Wisconsin that got certified with Tesla so that we would capture more of that market ourselves and be the the type of provider to these more sophisticated customers that um, showed them our professionalism and how we could stand out uh, versus our other competitors. Yeah, and, and maybe potentially capitalizing on any sort of heavy duty work from the EVs was also kind of in consideration for you there when you did that, right? Oh yes, definitely. That's uh, in the forethought uh, of all of it as well is if we're certified in the Tesla cars, that would transcend right onto the heavy duty lines as these commercial vehicles are now entering the market with uh, electrical um, capabilities and battery powered vehicles that we wanted to be able to show our customers again, we're ready for this market, we're ready for them to buy those vehicles and to take care of whatever needs they have with them. So, Obviously, having that heavy-duty side, you came, you started there, and then went to the, obviously, the cars. You added that later. I think there are shops out there who are in that light-duty market and are now thinking, okay, we have, you know, we're in an area where there's not, maybe there's some fleet work opportunity. We see some bigger trucks, some things, and, and we feel like we could maybe capture some of that market share. If you had some tips for people who are getting into that space, you spent so much time there, and now you've been managing for, you know, five years, both aspects, you've kind of been running, you can see the differences, you maybe you see the challenges of managing both at the same time, for people who maybe want to take that on or are looking at that or considering that, what tips, what tips would you give them? What I would say is don't be afraid of it. First of all, um, what, what you hear from a lot of my associates in the car world is, um, wow, uh, you guys really go out on the limb to fix those commercial vehicles, our guys wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that. And I think they're because of the size of these vehicles, a lot of the shops just get a little bit intimidated. And I would say that uh, there's not a, a lot of differences in the body aspects of it, in the um, repair aspects of it. And what we realized is that this last year was really instrumental in having that diversification because of COVID. A lot of the vehicles were not on the road. And so the claims on the car side of things went down quite a bit. And I'm sure everyone experienced that. Well, the trucks had a different scenario where they had to be on the road delivering goods to us. So our commercial side kept the business strong, kept us very busy, and it didn't miss a beat. So we were able to maintain our expenses and actually grow during that period of COVID when a lot of shops were really suffering. So that diversification really, really mattered a lot. So I would say not to be afraid of it. And during COVID, you didn't lay anyone off and you brought, you know, your body text from the light duty shop, if I'm correct, you kind of brought everyone from the car star location and were having them help out in the, the heavy duty location. What was that transition like for them? Was it one 
that, you know, cause that could seem a little bit scary for the guys, but was it one that they, it was kind of more smooth than maybe you would expect? It was, um, the guys definitely, you know, were apprehensive, but they had been working side by side with the, the commercial techs and seeing it over time, how we were doing those repairs. And the beauty of it was that they were still generating income for themselves. So we were able to put them on lots of different jobs because we do paint a lot of vehicles as well. So they were able to jump right in and keep going without a beat. And they weren't laid off during that whole process. And it really made a difference because it actually gave us even more manpower on our commercial side to have that cover all of us uh, during that down period. So it helped tremendously. And then finally, you've got a lot of different people in a lot of different areas doing a lot of different things. Um, just, just some leadership stuff. Obviously, you're at the helm of all of this. And I know you're very much involved in everything that's going on in, in, in all aspects of it. And so what have, what have you learned about how to manage a, a bigger team and one that's doing a lot of different things? What have been the, you know, your kind of keys to you know, keeping your team strong, keeping everyone positive, and keeping the ship afloat? Well, what I found is that giving the managers, we have uh, managers meetings because I have four locations. We have the managers come in and we all get together so that we talk about our company culture and what our goals are. And so by having our managers come in on a weekly basis, we go over what our goals are. And it allows me to give them good direction, but not micromanage them. And it's allowed me to have more freedom to keep working on the business itself and not be in the business doing day-to-day tasks. So I think the communication with the managers has made the biggest difference in my world, um, making sure they're just on um, a good task every day and understand the goals of the business and retaining the nice culture that we've built so that everyone works real cohesively and happy together every day. So that matters a lot. Was that a transition from, you know, kind of delegating a lot of tasks? Was that an easy one for you? Um, Kind of giving up reins a little bit, letting other people take the day to day on what was that a challenge or was that one you were, you know, comfortable doing? At first, it was a big challenge because I'm so passionate about the business. And I, I feel like, you know, at times you want to do a lot of it yourself to make it what you want it to be. But as you trust, it's a big thing. You trusting in the managers um, to fulfill your vision and your philosophy of running the business. Um, it became easier and easier for me to step aside as they were proving themselves all the way through for me and making sure that um, my values and the the way I want to run the business stays in place. So once I felt that that was being accomplished, it just kept getting easier for me to work on the business and keep growing it to the diversification we have. And also um, just to work on um, new projects for the business because I'm very excited about 
the growth that we've had. Um, this year, we're up about 23% over last year. So that's really exciting for us as well. Awesome. Well, if you want to read the full story on Scott and everything that he's got going with both of his shops, we didn't even touch on the, the stuff you're doing in the community. I'll leave that in. That's, that's a big part of the article. So make sure to go to fenderbender.com to check out that article or pick up your Fenderbender copy. Hopefully it is in the shop um, and ready for you to look at. Uh, you can read Scott Scott's journey from just cleaning the floors with his dad from in the dealership uh, when he was like eight years old to now where he is now. So Scott, thank you so much for joining us and uh, have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much. You too.